Guys, we have to do something different. We ready? Yay, yay! When you're right, you're right. I'm just a publicist. What the f do I know? Are you going to the gym today? Yes, we, we do, do need, need the doubling line. <laughs> we be clubbing? AIC Hotel Group Productions. Yeah, you send an email to payroll. We be clubbing? You can go home now. Oh, boy. I'm just trying to reach gold status. We be this job sucks. Welcome to the This Job Sucks podcast. I am here with AIC Hotel Group. For those of you who don't know, AIC Hotel Group actually came from the all-inclusive collection who premiered the first ever all-inclusive Hard Rock Hotels in Mexico and Dominican Republic, as well as the first ever Hard Rock Golf Clubs. Now we've expanded our brand. We've added in Eden Rock Miami Beach. Nobu Miami Beach, as well as luxury all-inclusive Unico 2087. And welcome back to the This Job Sucks podcast. I'm Dan Jimenez, and I'm joined here by Dan... 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 Dana. Dana. Okay, it's Dan with an A. Dan with an A. Um, so, sorry about that. It's, it's spelled like Dana, pronounced like Dana. There you go. People call you Dana. But it's Basiri. I know that much. Yep, you got so, that right. <laughs> so Dan is one of my good friends here at AIC. Works in the Miami office and is actually the director, director Ooh. of uh, public relations. And what I I think that I, I'm happy you're here. Uh, number one. It's really weird being on the mic. I feel like I'm usually behind the scenes in this studio. Yes, definitely. This this whole podcast was your baby. It's our baby. We kind of birthed this together Me, you with and Alex. Alex. That's so for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this was the three of us, our child. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that um, I, I love about you being here is that you do a lot of the things that people see, but they don't necessarily know it comes from you or your team. Um, even the name comes from your team of the... of the. Uh, this job sucks. This job sucks. Come, came sure does. Bonnie, Shout out so. to Bonnie. It's uh, it's just great to have you on the show, and and uh, it's great to Thanks. finally, you know, it, you know, I don't get to come to the Miami office w- as often as I'd like to, uh, being a BDM. So it's always good to see friends and uh, coworkers. Um, sure is. So one of the things that you do is definitely the social media, um, and I think that's an important aspect of mm-hmm. of travel in general, of being an entrepreneur, which every travel agent is, and of being a salesperson um, and just engaging with your audience. But before we get into the actual meat, let's just talk a little bit about you. So how long have you been with AIC? I'm actually about to hit my five-year anniversary in a couple of weeks. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a wild journey, that's for sure. (laughs) I can imagine. I mean, I think (laughs) I am coming up on... I I just actually passed my fourth year with the company myself, so... You know. Oh, congrats! Thank you, thank you. We, so we've flies. been here. We've been here together for we the majority sure of it. Um, and so before that, you know, you were with other companies still in public relations. Yeah. So I was a PR coordinator at another travel company or hotel company, rather. Um, I actually never really touched social media from a brand or business perspective until I started at AIC, though. Wait, you didn't touch social media from, like, you just personal before that? It was just personal, which is a little different than... So this concludes the social media... I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I'm by no means an expert, and I didn't really know the first thing about 
having any type of social media strategy or how to apply social media for your business. Um, so I've definitely learned a lot in the last five years of being here and doing this. So and when you say you've learned a lot, is it just different ideas, different strategies? Is it uh, like, do you have a formula? Really the main thing that I've learned is a just really paying attention to social media and investing in it. So really investing time, effort, and having some sort of a strategy or incorporating it into your overall business plan. Um, that's something that you know when we talk to agents, we see that there's still a lot of agents out there who might not really see the value in social media. But I mean, social media is booming in the last you know five years or so in terms of business um, to the point that companies now have social media departments. So many jobs have been created for social media specifically. So the fact that that's happening and a lot of brands and businesses are now migrating onto social media and moving away from traditional marketing or advertising and really um, focusing their efforts on social media, that just tells us a lot. So that's really the main thing I've learned is not discounting the value of social media and really investing time and effort into it. Now, when you are talking about putting an effort and all that, is there is there a, a plan? Can we look this up online? Is there a blueprint on how to be successful in social media? No, absolutely not. Honestly, and I'd say the second thing that I you know learned from doing social media from a brand or business perspective is you have to learn what, what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Um, there's really, you know, there are obviously social media best practices that we're always trying to apply ourselves or teach agents, but at the end of the day, you just have to find what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Um, you know, there's certain things that you do have to follow, uh, what to do, what not to do, and those are pretty basic. Um, but I'd say at the end of the day, don't try to do it all and just make it easy on yourself and simple. People... Um, you know, out there, especially, you know, whether it's agents who are just starting to get into social media or who have been thinking about starting to work on incorporating social media into their plans and don't really know where to start, they get overwhelmed. Um, and I don't blame them because there's so much out there. And, you know, they, they almost get a little intimidated, um, but you really can't let it get to you well, because it's just one of those things where you have you have there's so many options out there and there's so many people being successful with it right that they say okay how do i do what they do but you know if you're asking me i'm going to say well do you have the exact same audience target audience right. do you have the exact same followers do you have the same abilities to do the things because there's people out there who who photoshop their pictures to for hours before mm -hmm. they post them there's people who have access to go to all these exotic places there's people out there who's gets more likes like there's an egg with millions and millions <laughs> of, of freaking likes like you know there's there's a strategy for everything it's also kind of speaking of the egg just capitalizing on what's hot Right, right. And just paying attention to what's trending on social media and any, you know, just being really opportunistic is what we call it. In PR, we actually call it hijacking the news. Um, and that was something I talked about in my presentation at um, 
uh, a trade event that we had last year. And hijacking the, the news just basically means being opportunistic. So if you see that there's a trending topic out there, or let's say it's engagement season, for example, and that's what everyone's doing and talking about, take advantage of that and make sure that the content that you're putting out there is relevant to that because people are going to pay attention to it. Yeah, well, and that that actually brings me to another point that we discussed is that you have the uh, not only targeting your content, but you can even target people within certain demographics oh, yeah. with targeted ads. Oh, yeah. But, you, I mean, before you even get to that point, as you had mentioned, you really need to take the time to find out who your audience is. So who's your target audience? Who are you trying to reach and where are they? Are they on Facebook? Are they on Instagram? Are they on Twitter? And then from there, you can formulate some sort of a plan. Um, but then again, I mean, you you just have to do something. You can't just discount social media and its value and not do anything about it, but you don't have to do everything at once either. And that's where I think people start to feel really overwhelmed and then they kind of just give up and they're like, all right, this is too much for me and I'm not going to spend any time on this. Um, and then another thing to really keep in mind is social media is all about trial and error. And you know, the beauty in social media is that if you mess up and you make a mistake, it is not a big deal. Like you're not spending thousands of dollars on what we what you would spend on a billboard, on a print advertisement, on a TV spot, on or a radio ad, a, a, sh- a show, a consumer show. Like I've done some, I've co-opted some bridal shows there where we didn't get a, a single honeymoon or destination wedding lead out of it, and then man, now not only is the agent out the money, but you know that was an investment right, so that how, we put in. How much so, would that cost you, for example? I mean, it could cost anywhere from two hundred fifty to a thousand dollars. There you go. You know, whereas a Facebook targeted ad can cost as little as five, and as you know, you can put in a hundred dollars and be, you know, targeting so, a lot of people. The social media, in terms of a monetary investment, so I, I had mentioned, you know, you have to invest time and effort, but starting to, you know, pay attention to social media ads, that's important. Uh, but the monetary investment on that is so little right now. You do not have to be spending thousands of dollars on social media ads. You could spend $50, $100, $200. And you know what? Eventually, those prices are probably going to increase. It's not always going to be that cheap um, to reach your audience on social media. And, and you know, even looking to your BDMs to co-op on that. And that's something that we're starting to do is co-oping with agents um, and going in, partnering with them on social media ads, not just you know funding it, but also working with them on the creative and giving them the content that they need for that. Um, so that's another thing. And if you mess up on social media ads, you know you don't have thousands of dollars on the line to risk. Um, so it's really not a big deal. And th- and that's how you have to find what works for you. It's really trial and error. And we've you know, made a lot of mistakes on our social media. Um, And I can't say that every single piece of content that we've put out has worked for us, but that's how we've learned what does work and what doesn't work. One of the things that I love about targeted ads is that you can actually focus, for example, um, right now it's bridal bridal show season. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all out there. We're all doing the shows. Every Sunday somebody has a pop-up somewhere. You can target, you know, 
18 to 35 oh, newly yeah. change their Facebook status from in a relationship to engaged. Yep. You know, you can really dig down and target those ads. We can provide that content for you. We can help you out with the co-op. We can look at the opportunities and you get the analytics. So if you say, man, I'm targeting 18 to 35 and it's more expensive to go that much older, but I live in a college town, so why not? Why don't I target 21 to, you know, focus on right. those? And you can track all of that, and social media gives you analytics and information that you can evaluate and then see if that's working for you or if you need to shift your strategy. Um, and that's not something that you can really do with print advertising, for example, like putting out an ad in a trade. Not saying that that's not effective because it is still effective, and we do do that. Um, but you're definitely seeing a shift towards the digital and away from traditional marketing or traditional advertising. Um, and really the demographic and the audience on social media is growing to where, you know, take Instagram, for example. Four years ago, we weren't really paying attention to Instagram because it was such a young demographic. And now Instagram's the number two largest social media platform behind Facebook. I mean, it has around 800 million users. Um, the demographic has shifted to include a little bit of an older audience as well. Um, and a lot more brands are finding that their engagement and their strategy is more effective on Instagram than Facebook. So that's another thing is also paying attention to how social media is changing and um, it changes so quickly, but it's not something that's impossible to keep up with either. You just, you have to use your BDMs, you have to use your partners. Um, you know, agents aren't out there on their own. Right. We say it all the time. Absolutely. We hear, I mean, that's that's literally why I'm here, guys. I'm here to support you. <laughs> and so are all the BDMs. I, that's why, that's what we are out in the field for. That's why we invested so much in having such a large BDM team because we want to support you guys as much as possible. Right, and I think that's um, something that we're we're always saying. And I'll give you an example. I actually had an agent reach out to me last week on Instagram. He sent me a direct message, and he's like, "Hey, I saw you um, speak at you know an event last year, and um, I'm starting to really work on implementing like." a really effective social media strategy into my business and I really want to do more with it. How much is posting too much? Easy and it, question, relevant, yeah. Easy question. I saw it immediately and I'm like, huh, all right, wrote him back right away. And it's as simple as that. Like, you don't even have to... Wait, before you continue, how much is posting too much? I think the people want to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I say it really depends. Um, it depends on platform. So if you're really on Twitter a lot, there's no such thing as tweeting too much. And a lot of what you do on Twitter is really real-time conversation too. So you can really have like a banter and just go back and forth and there's no such thing as too much. Um, you know, for Facebook, I wouldn't spam the crap out of your followers' feeds, but you, I would say maybe posting once daily or maybe if you want to post more than once, I would limit it to maybe two just so you're not, again, spamming someone's feed. Here's my thing with Facebook. I think as long as you're posting interesting, engaging content, it's relevant. For me, I, I, I personally don't post a whole lot, but when I do, I try and post content that people are going to 
engage with, not just see and maybe click a like button. You know, like I, I ask questions. I want people to actually interact with my post, number one, because then it starts a conversation. But number two, because with the Facebook algorithm, the way it's set up, you're going to end up, you know, at the top of people's news feeds when people are interacting with your post. That's actually a great point, Dan. I'm glad you brought that up. That's another thing that you have to be careful with on social media is the type of content you're putting out that has to be relevant and interesting enough. So you always want to get a good reaction out of a social media post. And in my opinion, there's two different types of reactions that you can get. So when you're scrolling through your feed and you see a post, you either love it or you hate it. And you definitely don't want people to hate right, the stuff that you're course. posting. <laughs> um, but you also want to have, you know, thumb stopping content is thumb stopping content. I like that. You know, you're scrolling through your feed with your thumb, and then you see that one post that you like, and your thumb stops, and you like it. You like what you see. You engage with it. You double tap it. If it's on Instagram, you like it or love it, or now you can laugh at it on Facebook. Um, so you want to make sure that the content you're putting out is relevant. That's a great point. As long as you're putting out relevant content that's interesting, then that's what matters at the end of the day. And that's how you're going to get your engagement. And the way that the algorithm works is the more that people engage with your content, your content's immediately going to go to the top of their feed and it's going to keep showing up. And I think another thing to remember is when you're posting content, you, you are a travel agent or a travel agency or a travel consultant or whatever title you want to give yourself, but you're also a human being. And people want to hear from the human being every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I think m- some of my most engaged posts are pictures of my nieces or pictures of me and my buddies or maybe the one time or three times I've drawn abs onto my belly. <laughs> you know, like silly things that just show right. I'm a human being. Right. But that, but that's also your personal brand, right? True. So very we much. also don't want people to think that, you know, if, if you're putting out content on your travel agency business page, people are on there to hear about the hotels that you sell, the destinations that you sell. They, they're they probably not going to want to see pictures of your nieces on your business page. Save that for your personal profile. So that's another thing. But for you, that's your personal profile and that's right. your brand. So that that's what works for you. Right. right. So I would post that onto my Daniel Jimenez AICBDM uh Profile. Profile. Whereas Correct. in my page, which I have separate just for my mm-hmm. Florida, Louisiana, uh, and Mississippi agents, if you're not, if you're from Florida, Louisiana, Mississippi, and you're not in my page, please let me know. Uh, <laughs> th- that would I would post mostly updates right. and content. Right. Now, my question for you, as an agent, is it more effective, in your opinion, to have a group or a page, a fan page? Oh, a page. Yeah. You need to have a business page for your business. Um, separate from a group, not a group. Separate from a group. Actually, technically, with a Facebook group, a gr- the purpose of a Facebook group is to build community, to share content, to create a dialogue and a conversation. You're actually not supposed to use a Facebook group to sell business or promote any type of sale. Um, so definitely keep that to your business page. Also, from a business page, you can get analytics on that. You can actually look at what they call Facebook insights 
and it'll tell you your top performing posts, the reach, the impressions, who your audience is. So it'll give you an idea on who, who is following or who's liked your business page, their age, the top cities, the top language. Um, you can boost posts on there. So there's a lot of stuff that you can do with a business page that you cannot do on your personal profile or with a group. And with that, those analytics, you can also choose what to post. I mean, you're not going right. to post uh, Camp Woodward if your analytics say everybody's over 80 years old. Just an extreme example. Right, but, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, and that's another part of posting relevant content is, you know, do the research, find out who your audience is, and make sure you're putting out content that speaks to them. And consistently check your insights because oh, let's yeah. say when you first start you're you're, um, you're looking at young families mm -hmm. but as you continue throughout the years now all of a sudden you know the kids are older so maybe right. maybe ease back on some of the kid focused stuff more on teen stuff or maybe focus more on the adults getaways you know because yeah. as as you age as your audience ages as well oh for sure and then that's another thing i go back to the trial and error and you go put out something and you see that it doesn't perform well, and that's fine. And that's how you know that, you know, all right, this maybe doesn't work for my audience, so let me try this instead. Um, so that's something that, that also goes into it, paying attention to your analytics. And Instagram gives you analytics, too. Really? Instagram gives you analytics. I'm terrible at Instagram. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm awful with it. I personally love Instagram. Instagram, for me, I mean, we're just in such an aspirational industry when it comes to travel and hospitality and instagram is such a visual platform that to me it just goes hand in hand with travel oh, it absolutely makes sense i, I mean when I, one of the things that i do like about instagram is following hashtags mm -hmm. i mean there are people of course that i follow but i think for me, I get more out of the hashtags. Like I see content from the My Unico Experience hashtag. Oh yeah. That like I never would I never would have taken that picture. Right. But some somebody on vacation oh, yeah. from you know North Dakota took the picture, or somebody you know. It, so you get to see the hotels or whatever it is you're looking mm -hmm. at. If you're looking at restaurants, if you're looking at food. I mean, I obviously, if you look at me, I'm following eating for the Insta <laughs> all day, um, you know, but I'm also following keto recipes. So, you know, you. There, there's <laughs> there's lots of different things uh, to, to follow within Instagram. So definitely for value sure. there. Uh, actually, and then just speaking of, of hashtags and Instagram as we're on that topic, and that just brings up another good point in my mind, too, and something about... Instagram, you know, I had mentioned that brands, there was a study that came out recently that said brands are preferring Instagram and they see more engagement on Instagram than they do on Facebook nowadays, which is why Instagram's the largest growing platform currently. Um, and the reason for that is a lot of the features that they've rolled out on Instagram are very conducive to getting engagement. For example, the fact that hashtags are very significant on Instagram versus Facebook. Yeah, people still use hashtags on Facebook, but you're not really searching. Like how many people can say they're really typing in a hashtag in the search feature in the search bar on Facebook versus Instagram? Right. So that's one thing is hashtags are a lot more relevant on Instagram than they are on Facebook. That's number one. Geotagging on Instagram. For me, personally speaking, when I want to look at a new restaurant, I'm thinking of going to a new restaurant, a new destination, a new hotel, I'm looking up the geotag and I'm seeing what content's been posted on there. 
So people are actually looking up the geotag and using it. Not only can you do a geotag on your static posts, static posts meaning the posts that you post on your actual Instagram page, you can also geotag in your Instagram story as well. Another thing on Instagram, which I really love this feature, is the explore page. Okay, yeah. You, I'm sure everyone's seen the Explore Absolutely. page on Instagram. I've come across so many different types of pages, brands, influencers, just from my Explore page. And that's something that Facebook doesn't really have. So that's another thing is people can really find you, you on Instagram from the Explore page. Yeah, introducing people to new content. Oh, absolutely. So, but does to be on the Explore page, do you have to have your profile as a public profile? Or can you... Um, actually uh can you so have a private or what what or is it based on hashtags so your explore page is really curated based on the content that you interact with so you mentioned that you follow what, what was the hashtag eating Eating, Ke- eating keto something. recipes. Okay, fine. Or eating for the, the keto or, or, or eating for the Insta, because eating for the Insta is the, the better uh, looking right. one. Right. <laughs> so if, if you're following, liking, engaging with that type of content, when you go to your Explore page, and now the Explore page is actually categorized for you, you're probably going to find a lot of food-related stuff on there. Um, so, so that's really how the Explore page works. Yeah, and you know, so, but it's also based on the stuff that you like, um, like yeah. physically like. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I the other, comments I've, on everything. I've seen things like you've recently liked three photos that had the word "fun travel" in it, and said, "Would you like to follow <laughs> this hashtag?" It's like, oh, okay. There you yeah, go. Yeah, that, that's they obviously think this is relevant for me. Oh yeah. You know, so my 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 explore page is like fifty percent. Uh, Fifty percent food, twenty five percent travel, and then like twenty five percent like bodybuilding, yeah. which is never yeah. going to be me. But yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just kind That's of those true. things that you're interested in. That's true. And then the other thing about Instagram that you don't really get as much with Facebook are influencers. Okay. So yes, you do have influencers who have a very large following on Facebook, but most influencers, Instagram is really their bread and butter. So if you're looking to partner with influencers, which influencer marketing that's something that I encourage everyone to look into. Um, Instagram is really where you're going to find them. So how do you vet an uh, influencer? How do you know if they're truly an influencer or not just, hey, I got a whole bunch of followers? Oh, so you can you can buy followers. Did you know that? Uh, I don't recommend it, but definitely yeah, I advise against buying followers because that just decreases your engagement. You just have a bunch of robots. Yeah, if you have 100,000 followers and 30 likes in a photo, it's exactly. obvious so you bought those followers. You know, that's how you can tell. So first of all, you know, we look at following and following is not always the identifier because you have what we call micro-influencers and those are influencers with, you know, maybe 5,000, 10,000 followers. Then you have macro-influencers with a larger following of, let's say, you know, 40,000, 50,000, 100,000, a million followers. Um, so yeah, following is one of the things we look at. We wanna make sure that their following is real and not paid for. Um, so if, like you said, if you see an influencer with 50,000 followers and they get 200 likes on their photos, that's probably because the followers are bought. Um, so you also wanna look at engagement. Engagement meaning how many likes they're getting, how many comments they're getting, because you can also pay for likes. And I actually scroll through the comments of influencers to see what their audience is commenting. 
are they commenting like, you know, like, hey, like, nice dress, like these, you know, creepy comments or something, you know? <laughs> or are they like, oh my gosh, like that place looks so cool. You know, like, are you creating, what type of dialogue is the influencer creating in their comments on their posts? So that's another thing, engagement. Number three, we wanna look at the quality of the content. So are they just posting a bunch of selfies or are they posting beautiful images, um, whether it's of themselves in the destination or sometimes it's like landscape photography or architectural photography of the hotels. Uh, so what type of content, the quality of the content that they're sharing on their pages, that's another thing that, um, that we look at. So you wanna look at all of those things. Um, to you know, qualify the influencer. It's really a case by case. There's no cookie cutter formula. So you you would recommend that uh, agents partner or you know, sort of work with influencers. Yeah, and I w- I would say the the easiest or most effective way of doing that or you know getting your feet wet and starting is again, go to your BDMs, go to your partners, go to them for advice. Where do I start? We've had a ton of agents come to us with clients of theirs who happen to be influencers um, saying, hey, you know, if I'm working with this influencer, would you be open to providing the accommodations in exchange for any posts? And, um, you know, we've worked with them on that stuff. So again, bringing these type of opportunities to us or to your supplier that's something that you can do. Again, you don't have to figure it out on your own. We're here to help. Um, and that's something that we're actually, we're in the middle of coming out with um, a social media type of program, if you will, um, where we work with agents and influencers together. So we do want agents to bring us these opportunities. and. We as hoteliers can provide something that maybe the agent might not be able to offer them because they don't have the budget for it or whatever it might be, but you can look to your partners for that support. So coming soon to a Instagram near you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know we're uh, running out of time here a little bit, so I just want to say, um, you know, this is one of those things that's always changing. Mm-hmm. So how can we keep up with trends? Like I, I know when I was working in marketing six years ago, Everybody was on Twitter. Twitter was it. Mm-hmm. And now it's fallen out. So it's not obviously yeah. out of the game completely, but, you know, IG has taken over as number two. So how do you stay current on the trends? Yeah, I mean, social media is changing. It's changing fast. And the way I personally keep up with it, and I think this is a very easy way that anyone can do, honestly, subscribe to blogs. You can get a daily newsletter or daily is too much. You can get a weekly or whatever it might be. But there are some really good blogs out there. Um, Sprout Social has a good one. Later has a good one. Social Media Examiner is a great one. Um, Skift is another one that really is more research focused. It puts out studies on various things in various industries. It just recently came out with a social media focused study. So subscribing to that type of stuff and you know those blogs and getting those newsletters you don't have to go out there and proactively look for what the changing trends are, what the new emerging social media platform is. That just comes to you. And then, you know, I will say when in doubt, Google it out. <laughs> Literally, yes. you can Google 
how much is posting too much or whatever. And the answer is right there. You don't have to look far. And make sure answers. you're looking at the dates too, though. I mean, you can. Oh, yeah. you, you, there's definitely articles from 2016. For sure. You make how, sure it's a relevant article. You know, Absolutely. How Snapchat's taking over and Instagram's new stories aren't great. And then now you look at Instagram stories and, yep. I mean, they've taken over. Yeah, they have. So give me, give me your quick ranking. Your social media platforms, top to bottom. Ooh. One to five. Just give me the top five. Instagram. Number, number one. one. Facebook, number two. Twitter, zero. Absolutely despise Twitter. What? Absolutely despise Twitter. Twitter's so much fun. I'd say YouTube after that. Okay. I'm not on YouTube that often, believe it or not, but I do like YouTube. Yeah, we just waved at the camera <laughs> 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 that we have here in the office. Um, so, uh, so we have... Uh, so Facebook, yeah. So you said Instagram, Facebook, no Twitter. Nope. Um, do, would you put Would you put uh, Snap in in there at all? Is you know, I used to like Snapchat, and when Instagram perfected its stories feature, I've completely stopped snapping. So, I'll just leave it at that. Um, so one of the one of the different kinds of social media that's out there that I this is this is actually something that I picked up. Uh, from our next guest, which you'll hear about in a minute, uh, is TripAdvisor mm-hmm. and how that is very much a social platform. Oh, so, yeah. But because it is a social platform, there are ways to affect different ratings and things like that. So a lot of people look at that as mm-hmm. a, almost a, a social media p- platform, but remember that it's, it's very skewed. Um, it can be very skewed, so, so buyer beware. Actually, I recently uh, read something that TripAdvisor put out saying they're going to be working on making their website more social media friendly. So the, it sounds like they're working on actually turning that or transforming it into more of a social media friendly platform well you heard so, it here first folks more to come on that. <laughs> <laughs> all right so as we wrap it up as we always do with our guests uh we ask for the this job sucks moment a moment so great that you just have to say you know this job sucks so for you what is your this job sucks moment it is so hard because i've had so many here um i will say my first this job sucks moment was when i had been with a company for only about three months and was working the grand opening event of Hard Rock Hotel Riviera Maya. And I was working the red carpet with all of these celebrities coming down. You had Alessandra Ambrosio, you had Scott Disick, you had all these people coming down and we had this grand Bon Jovi concert and a guitar smash. And I just had to literally like pinch myself or pull my hair and be like, is this real? I'm like, wow. Like, hey, what did I get myself into in a good way? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, damn, this job sucks. Not. Uh, so awesome. I'll say that because I've had many more, but but that's my very first this job sucks moment at AIC. All right, Dana. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the This Job Sucks podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe, share with your friends, and follow us on Facebook at This Job Sucks Podcast, Instagram, This Job Sucks Podcast, and Twitter, AIC This Job Sucks. Big shout out to Alex Nemesis for the music and the mixing. And remember, This Job Sucks.